Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. If your parents were anything like mine, they probably taught you the importance of gratitude. I mean, when I was a little kid, somebody complimented me or maybe they gave me a gift. My parents would always look at me and say, well, what do you say, you know? Because they wanted to teach me to say thank you. They wanted to teach me to develop that habit of expressing gratitude. They just didn't want me to be ungrateful. And apparently this approach works really well. I mean, have you ever heard anyone admit on their own that their big problem was they're ungrateful? Well, no, because we all feel grateful in our hearts, don't we? You probably had a moment in the last few days when your heart felt full of gratitude for your life or maybe it's your family or the blessings that God's given you. I mean, we are all sure we're grateful people, but at the same time, it's odd because we all know ungrateful people who, oddly enough, were probably taught by their parents to be grateful and would tell you that they are grateful. So how is that possible? Well, it's possible because feeling grateful, which we all do, but feeling grateful doesn't actually make you grateful. Gratitude that isn't expressed makes you ungrateful. Now, let me show you what I mean. So Luke tells us that one day Jesus was traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee. This was a bit of a no-man's land area between the Samaritan people and the Jewish people, which were two groups of people who didn't like each other at all. So this was the territory right there where the, the two countries met, if you will. This was the territory where you'd find all the outcasts, all the down-and-out folks living, and that's exactly as Jesus traveled through this area, what he found. Luke tells us, as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance, and they called out in a loud voice. So they just screamed at Jesus, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, this took remarkable courage for these ten men to approach Jesus and to ask for healing. But they are desperate, and they've heard Jesus heals, so they did what any of us would do. They're willing to give it a shot, right? And verse 14 says, when Jesus saw them, that he said to him, okay, go show yourself to the priest. Now, that seems like a strange response to us, but Jesus wasn't being unsympathetic and he wasn't being unhelpful. The Judaic law required a leper who believed he no longer had leprosy to have a priest check him out and to clear him so he could go back to his family and to his village. So when Jesus looks at him and he says, you guys just go show yourself to the priest, well, these guys knew exactly what he was saying. Jesus is saying, I'll heal you. Now just go get cleared and head on home. The catch is, and this is what's remarkable, when they head to the priest, they still have leprosy, right? So in some way, this is a test of whether they trust what Jesus said he would do that he'd actually do. So they all take off to see the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed, which is interesting because all ten guys head off to the priest. And at some point along their way, they look at each other, and then they look down at themselves, and they realize, oh my gosh, we're healed. Think about that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how grateful, how excited, how blessed they all must have felt in that moment? I mean, they're not walking to the priest anymore. They're, they're sprinting because as soon as he clears them, they get to see their families. They get to kiss their wives. They get to hug their children for the first time in years. But the writer tells us that one of them, when he saw he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice, and he threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And then we get this little bit of information, and he was a Samaritan. You see, Luke wants us to know the thing that drove this one man 
to delay seeing the priest, to delay getting clearance, to delay holding his family in his arms. Well, it was his desire to look Jesus right in the eye and say, thank you. So when Jesus sees what this man has done, he asks a question. He says, well, wait a minute, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he looks at this leper who's come back and he says, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now this is the point in the story where we all think, yeah, what's wrong with those other nine guys, right? How could they be so ungrateful? But think about this. If somebody had chased those nine guys down and had asked them, hey, are you thankful for what Jesus just did for you? Are you grateful that you're healed? What do you think they would have said? Of course they would have all emphatically said, oh my gosh, yes, we're so grateful. I mean, our hearts are full of gratitude. It's the most generous thing anybody's ever done for us. But here was their problem. Those nine guys, they felt gratitude. They just didn't express it. They felt extraordinarily grateful to Jesus for healing them. I mean, how could they not? But in their excitement to see the priest and hug their family and to celebrate their new freedom, they forgot to close the loop. They forgot to express what they felt. And right there is the lesson for you and the lesson for me. Unexpressed gratitude feels like ingratitude. Don't miss that. When you feel grateful for someone, but you don't say you're grateful, well, to them, it feels like you're not grateful. So my question to you is, how well do you express your gratitude to the people around you? How often do you say thanks? When's the last time you expressed it? As we've talked about this, who comes to your mind? Who are you so grateful for? But maybe you haven't slowed down enough to go back and tell them thank you. Maybe for you, you need to start with God. I mean, when's the last time you paused and you thank God for everything that He's done for you, for all that He continues to do? When's the last time you shifted your focus from what's wrong in your life to all the good He's placed in your life? I mean, maybe Jesus is looking at you going, wait, didn't I do that for them? Didn't I answer that prayer they've been praying? Why haven't they come back to say thanks? So you need to slow down. You need to express your gratitude. Maybe you do this for a mentor or a former teacher or a coach or Maybe you need to go back to a former boss and do this. Because at a certain stage of your life, they came alongside you. They were so incredibly kind. You wouldn't be where you are today without them. But maybe you've never told them that. Maybe you've never thanked them specifically for the impact they made. And you need to close the loop. Some of you probably need to do this with your parents or your grandparents because what they have done for you is incredible. You feel so grateful, but you've never thanked them specifically. And they may perceive that as ingratitude. You need to close the loop. Some of you need to do this with a friend who is always putting you before themselves. They have celebrated with you when you succeeded. They have cried with you when you were brokenhearted. But you never told them just how much that meant to you. I mean, you felt it, but you never expressed it. Some of you probably need to do this with your current boss or maybe somebody else at your workplace because they make going to work every day something you really look forward to. And whenever other people talk about how miserable they are at work, you know, you always tell them, oh man, I love my workplace. And you talk about how great your coworkers are, your boss is. But you'd never express that to those people. I bet a lot of us who are married, we need to do this with our spouses, don't we? I mean, our spouses do a thousand things every day that we're grateful for. But do you express it? Or do you only talk about the things that need to change or the stuff that's wrong? 
And without realizing it, your unexpressed gratitude, listen, it's slowly deteriorating your relationship with them. So this week, here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to be intentional about closing the loop with some very specific gratitude. It's so easy for all of us to forget to say what we're thinking. We feel it. We just don't always express it. So you need to make a point to close the loop, to come back, to say thanks. Close the loop, come back, and say thanks. And then come, close the loop, come back, and say thanks again. Be specific. Nobody can read your mind. So let them know what you're thinking. This week, are you willing to write a note or maybe make a call? Maybe just have a conversation and express your gratitude. Matter of fact, let me throw out a big challenge because well, some of you are overachieving kind of people, okay? How about we try to express our gratitude to someone for something specific once a day for the next 30 days? Maybe you're going to want to post something on social media every day, or maybe you want to write it in your journal and then just snap a picture of what you wrote and text it to them. But for the next 30 days, what if we try to develop the habit of saying thanks? Not just feeling grateful, but saying it because unexpressed gratitude feels like ingratitude to the people on the other side. Now, before I wrap up, would you consider one final thing? See, I believe your Heavenly Father created you on purpose for a purpose, and He loves you immeasurably. Matter of fact, you're worth so much to Him that Jesus came to die and rise again to pay the penalty for all your sins. Because your relationship with God, it was broken. And He didn't want anything to come between you. So Jesus did for you what you can't do for yourself. He lived a perfect life. Then He died a sacrificial death. and He took your place so you could be fully forgiven. And you could be a part of God's family forever. And some of you, in the greatest expression of ingratitude, if I could push a little bit, well, you've rejected his forgiveness and his friendship. The amazing thing is his offer is still available for you. So will you just stop right now and will you tell him you want to accept his forgiveness? Will you thank him for loving you enough to give his life for you? And will you as best you know how just deepen your relationship with him as you follow him to a better life? If that's something you want to do, you can just tell him right now where you are, and then you can drop a comment below because I'd love to be able to celebrate with you to hear about what God's doing in your life. Now, one final thing before we wrap up. Got a little special bonus for you. Recently, I saw a friend of mine developing a habit of practicing gratitude every single day on social media, and I knew some of the challenges she was going through, and that's what got my attention. I wondered, how can she be so grateful and remain so grateful in the middle of so much difficulty. So, I thought, you know what, let me just sit down and ask her. And so I did, and I want you to get to see it. Here's a little bit with Kim Chapman. I am sitting here with somebody who probably doesn't need an introduction to a lot of you, uh, <laughs> Kim Chapman. Kim, thanks for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, a lot of people probably know you from the hospital. We were just talking, you've been a part of labor and delivery for 20 years, so you've mm -hmm. helped bring a lot of these people's kids into the world, or mm -hmm. some of these people into the world for that matter. So uh, that's been fun. And you've got two incredible daughters, Mia and Macy. and. Uh, a husband who's one of my favorite people in the world, Ken. He's, he's an awesome dude. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you because I noticed something that you've been doing for uh, several weeks now, and I finally just picked up the phone to call you because <laughs> a lot of people know a little bit about the story of your family. Y'all have had a lot of challenges uh, health-wise 
uh, in particular. Uh, nobody knows the full scope of it, but, but I know uh, quite a bit about what your journey has looked like over the last few years. And then I noticed you on social media, and I don't know how frequently, it felt like almost every day. Uh, okay, you were, every day you post at least three things that you're thankful for. And knowing everything that you were going through, Kim, I was like, huh, this is fascinating to me. So I called you up and mm -hmm. asked you the question, why are you doing that? So why are you doing that? What, what prompted you to focus on gratitude in this way? Well, I had partic a particularly challenging day at work, and Jeremy Rose, he inspired me. Every day, Jeremy posted things he was grateful for. Yep. Um, in the past, I had usually chosen November, things to be grateful for, and I would try to stick with it all month. But this year has been a little different. So in August, I began doing a gratitude post mm -hmm. every single day, for the most part, every single day. Um, if it's a bad day, there's still a silver lining and I chose to focus more on what I'm thankful for instead of, oh man, this has been a horrible day. Yeah. Um, it just, it was something that made me feel better, continues to make me feel better. And I'm finding that a lot of other people really appreciate those, hey, you know, I really like what you're doing. It, it's making a difference. I so. want to dig into that just a little bit more because I, I know you, you, you're not and you cannot ignore the challenges. Right. You're fully immersed in all of those, but it's mm -hmm. like you're holding those in one hand, mm -hmm. but you're choosing to find all the good and hold on to it in the other hand. Can you tell me just a little bit more about the difference or the impact you feel like over the last few months that's made for you? Um, I appreciate things more. Mm -hmm. I feel like I just, um, I don't dwell in all the negative and it makes me feel better. That sounds selfish, but. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it makes me feel better focusing on the good. Um, you know, raising kids, it's a challenge and teenagers, can be a roller coaster. So even on the challenging days, I'm thankful to be their mother. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thankful for the unknown because without that, then I don't know, I don't know if I would be more focused on the negative or not, but I really, I really appreciate what I have and all that I have to look forward to. Which is, uh sounds to me like what you're doing is allowing you to zoom out and have a little broader, more full perspective of your life yes. versus what we all get caught up in, which is the <laughs> moment, right? Yes. And, and it also sounds to me like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like focusing on the positive while acknowledging the negative is helping you find some hope that fuels you through it. That's correct. Yeah. It does. So one of the other things I've noticed that I wanted to ask you about is you are, I just think this is brilliant. You are very specific 
in your appreciation. Mm -hmm. And so when you make those posts, very, very few times have I seen you post and somebody specific is not tagged in it, <laughs> who you're saying, and it, you know, it's easy sometimes for us to say, I'm just grateful for. I'm grateful for everybody at work. I'm grateful that I have a job. I'm, and those are general and that's mm -hmm. fine. But I think there's more power in what you're doing. So could you talk a little bit about why you've chosen to be so specific? And has there been an impact or a difference that that's made in your relationships with the people you're expressing your gratitude towards? Absolutely. Um, I choose not just, it's at random, honestly. It's whatever my thought process is, how the day's gone, who's been on my mind, um, who I've talked to. I do. Um, I will acknowledge certain people for what they've done, what they've said, because they don't even know that they have made a difference yeah. in my world and how grateful I am for them. So in return, I hear, oh, thank you. I was in one of your gratitude posts. You don't know how good that made me feel. So it's, it's a moving work in progress, I guess. And it kind of pays it forward. And Absolutely. they realize um, that they're appreciated and it's, it's a neat I would have to process. think that actually is, and it's not why you do it, but I would have to think it strengthens your relationship with all those people. It does. When they realize, oh my gosh, she is so grateful for that. And as you said, a lot of times, people don't even know the impact they're making. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's incredible. Okay, so a lot of people go through a lot of different things. I have joked with you and you're so sweet about it, but I've been like, I, I will never complain about anything when I think about what you've been through. But you're, you're so aware of, you know, to, to all of us, whatever we're facing feels big, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there are a lot of people that are dealing with a lot of stuff and it's challenging to express our gratitude in the middle of those times. Mm -hmm. So for people who are there now and they're looking for some hope and they're trying to get a bigger and broader perspective on what's going on in their life, what advice would you give them? I would say look to one thing that you strive for. Um, one thing that makes you happy or even makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. um, there's always a silver lining as hard as that seems or as challenging as that may seem, um, it, in, it strengthens your relationship with God. It strengthens your faith. Even if you don't know where you stand right now or you don't know what's next, focusing on just one thing, it, it makes a difference. Um, you know, I say the teenager, um, <laughs> the teenagers um, raising them, that's a challenge. And some days, you know, you may have a communication uh, block sure. with them. It's eye rolls, um, eh, eh, <laughs> yes. a nod. And that's your <laughs> communication. Well, I'm thankful I at least had that interaction. I know I haven't been totally shut out. So, you know, a bad day at work. I feel like everybody's piling everything on me. Um, you know, I'm thankful to be here. I have a job where 
I can try to make a difference. Um, I just, I really hope that everyone can look within themselves and see that there's so much that they're blessed with and so many things to be thankful for, even on the hard days. And even when you don't know if you can see the other side of that challenge, there's always something to look forward to and to spin a positive thought towards. Well, I, I think that's incredible advice because even if there's just a sliver of good, when you find that good, it gives you the hope you need to keep moving forward. And um, I told you this privately on a call a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. but watching you and Ken navigate through this and watching you express your gratitude through all of this and the way you're doing it, it's inspiring to me. I think it's inspiring to a lot of people. So Thank you. thanks for sharing. Thank you. I'm happy to do it. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.